And it is Tuesday already. It just, can you believe it? We are what, uh, I don't know, seven, eight, nine days away from Thanksgiving. Uh, just things are rolling, rolling, rolling. But good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, live with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0, Triumph Tuesday. It started off with a... Um, well, when I got out of the studio, and let's just say that I triumphed over a flat pancake tire. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So who had, change, who had to change that pancake bad boy? <laughs> well, I finally got a hold of Gary. Of course, you know, he doesn't know how to answer his phone, but uh, got a hold of GA finally. And I said, can you yell up to my husband and tell him I'm at the studio? I can't drive the car home. It's flat as a pancake. You know, I knew enough that like I looked at it and I looked at it a couple of times and I'm like, it's, it's just yeah. not to drive home. So anyways, yeah, <laughs> that was taken care of. So that was my um, uh, start of the kind right. of day um, after class, but class was excellent. You know, obviously I love kickboxing. And I needed those good endorphins. <laughs> so thank you, good endorphins. I am truly blessed. What are you triumphing over? What am I triumphing over? Well, you know, gosh, so many different things. I guess I could go into thousands of different directions with that. But I'll stay on topic as, you know, obviously giving the updates that we always provide with everything and everything that encompasses our health and wellness. And right now my focus is on the health and wellness of children. And I met with uh, a group of parents via Zoom and stakeholders and caregivers that are quite alarmed over not only the books that are being exposed within this particular district's high school library, but the fact that the uh, principal, uh, Mr. Chaplin, uh, is also in support of these books uh, and tweets all day long during school hours regarding the books, regarding politics, and it may just, you know, people are like, well, wait a minute, you know, he's the principal, isn't he supposed to be running the school? Uh, many were quite puzzled as to why a principal be, would be tweeting on and off during school hours. Um, they see nothing, apparently the school administration sees nothing wrong with that. Uh, they basically condone it and give him his blessings. His tweets are also fe featured on the Dudley Charlton Regional School District page. Um, and one of his tweets, uh, we found quite uh, telling from, you know, from his position, because a lot of times, normally, in a normal given year, we know that these last two years are so far from anything normal that we know of, that you may have a political view or a political bias, but you're not so vocal about it, which, you know, back in the day when we were kids, um, my parents would always say the two subjects you don't talk about at the dinner table or with friends is politics and or religion. Well, we kind of busted through that because you can't, you should be able to have good conversations about that. But when you are in positions of power, when it impacts children or you're an elected official uh, where your, your bias should not show, and I do not mean an elected official that represents one party or not, because obviously they're in that party for a reason. They're getting voted in that party for a reason. So that's that what I'm talking about. I'm talking about specifically about school committee members. When you let your ideologies and your biases 
rule how you're going to uh, or infiltrate your thoughts on how you're going to vote. Uh, now, everyone has biases. It's a natural occurrence. We know that. But you have to do your best not to show them. Well, in this particular district, and of course, districts across the state of Massachusetts, along with many other states, are very politicized. Um, they say on one hand they don't want to become political, yet they support a principal who tweets on and off all day long. Um, I usually count between four and five tweets a day. Uh, we're finding that he, he'll post some and then, you know, maybe some will vanish. So it doesn't look like he's uh, tweeting as much as he is, but we, we screenshot them. So we, you know, we're again gaining evidence. But the, his particular tweet yesterday, which I had a triumph over and these parents had a triumph over because they were alarmed that this principal was retweeting uh, the author of the book, Gender Queer. And the author was complaining, uh, who's made quite a bit of money already on this trash, and that's exactly what it is. It is a graphic novel. It's actually like a comic book. And it's about, you know, I would say maybe an inch thick, maybe a little less, maybe, you know, a half, no, it's probably three quarters of an inch to an inch thick. And it's all comic strips um, with very explicit graphic pictures. Now, this was one book that we're featuring, but there's many. There's There are so many. I'm going to give you out another name. But anyways, he was retweeting and basically saying uh, that the author was complaining that there are schools that are attempting to ban his book. So we've been very clear and very postured in that it has nothing to do with queer, because we most parents would have the same exact feelings if it was heterosexual, heterosexual couples featured in this manner. In inappropriate, uh, you know, which, you know, for, for all sides are very normal sexual acts, but not something that should be graphically portrayed in a comic-like book uh, for a 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 year old to be reading. It's probably more appropriate for college age. So it's not a question of banning, it's about what we are exposing to minors. And we know that 51A, Act, you know, uh, at least in the state of Massachusetts, uh, is protecting protecting a child, uh, you know, that has been exposed to. You, you can get in trouble for that exposing child to pornography, uh, graphic material, explicit. Uh, so these are not just that; it's also about incest, uh, rape. Uh, it's very explicit. So you know, the parents got together and they were frustrated because here you've got this principal that is retweeting. So without him even concurring and say correspondence that he thinks there's nothing wrong with it. His tweets show the picture. So when you have that in your face all the time, it's very frustrating for parents and how we triumph over that. And the best way that you can triumph over a very bad negative, which this is a very bad negative, is by taking action. And that is the only way that you can triumph those things that are bothering you. Uh, if you're having trouble with your health and fitness, you know, maybe try a new workout schedule maybe it has to do with the time maybe you're trying to compete with all those that are you know early risers and the morning hours just don't work for you well guess what change it up take action and go later in the day if that works out better for you or at night um if you have uh something to do with your health and wellness from a food uh experience you know change things up maybe you've been eating the same types of foods over and over again even though they're healthy you need to kind of shake it up change it up maybe do a detox which we're actually going to talk about a detox in the upcoming days of what we're planning uh for two sisters but there's always ways to triumph over something 
but you can't triumph over it if you don't change it up with action. So the action in this particular case is that the parents are going to, on all their social media platforms, because uh, we're not just talking about this particular book, we're talking about a lot of books. And the latest book that we're reviewing is also uh, been recommended by Oprah Winfrey's book club, which is uh, uh, Blue Eyes, or uh, now for the life of me, I'm not gonna remember the name of it, Blue Eyed or Blue Eyed Boy, or Wannabe Blue Eyes, I don't know, I'll get the name for it. And this is a uh, book about uh, a child who you know, wants blue eyes because to combat what they feel is ugly about themselves. And it goes into a storyline of the father raping this child uh, in an ancestral journey, uh, as well as other things. And it's very graphic, very graphic. So a lot of people might, by the cover, you would never know that that was what was inside of the book. The covers doesn't give that away. And then, of course, when you have the Oprah Winfrey sticker of, uh, you know, book club, you know, those Oprah Winfrey uh, fan club people that, you know, really follow her and enjoy her uh, will naturally pick it up and they're going to be shocked at what they're reading. Maybe some won't be shocked, but I think most parents are. And the book was actually written, I want to say, in the 70s. So this is not a new book. It's just being reinvented. But it's really a book for college age. It is not appropriate for minors. And there's a difference between, even though everyone, everyone calls high school, the, the other debate that people were trying to triumph over is the school district, as well as publishers, will sometimes label this young adults. And they consider young adults 13 to 17. Well, I got news for you. In the United States, an adult is not a legal adult until they're 18 years old. So 13 and 17 are, would in fact fall under that 51A act of, 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 you know, going against a minor with pornography. So they're learning ways to how to triumph over these feelings of frustration, these feelings of feeling helpless with their child's education. And the other thing that I want to remind people is you, you get, you get even, even, I think when you get up to that high school age, parents become more and more complacent. They just do. They feel like, oh, this is the rite of passing. They're becoming, you know, entering into that adult phase. I don't really need to get involved with school. Well, guess what? You should be because a lot of your children have younger siblings. So you bring home that book and you're going to get maybe a 12-year-old looking at it, maybe a nine-year-old looking at it. And you have to look outside of the big picture. So that's what we were triumphing over, trying to get over those frustrating feelings of feeling helplessness because they're, you know, roadblocks. You, you email the school committee, oh, it's not under my purview. You email um, the librarian, not under my purview. You email the principal and he doesn't get back to you. And then you get maybe a cut and paste response. We'll look into it from the superintendent so you follow the proper chain of command and you're still feeling frustrated because you're getting nowhere and it's really right now parents in the united states are really up against a lot but there is some good news that everyone should be triumphing over and i'm going to share this right now it is from senator uh i think it's senator cotton oh holly so uh senator holly who is uh the senator from Missouri is introducing a bill to uh, parents' bill of rights to counter woke bureaucrats taking over our school. And what it basically says, Senator Josh Hawley, 
from, uh, from uh, Missouri will introduce a bill to defend parents' rights in their children's education. America has long recognized the right of parents to, to direct their children's education, but we are now seeing a, con a concerted effort by the left to shut parents out. Uh, whether it's Joe Biden's Justice Department attempts to classify parents as domestic terrorists or activists funded by dark money who seek to quietly introduce critical race theory into school curriculum, education has taken a backseat to radical politics in many schools and parents are taking notice. That is a triumph. And how that comes to be is parents going to school committee meetings asking questions, going through the proper change. So even though with all this frustration that so many are feeling, we are thankfully triumphing over people like that, that are doing the will of the people. Because a lot of us are not, we you know, don't have legal backgrounds. I mean, even just trying to get an attorney to represent, uh, I am gonna be contacting the ACLU today. Do I get that right, ACLU, AC, ACLU, I think it is. ACLU? Yeah, I think I got that right. So uh, we are finding ways to triumph, but that, that's a huge triumph for us. Wow. I have no adequate words. Well, I do, but I can't, I, I just, I'm at a loss for words, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, whenever children are involved, oh boy. And, you know, with triumphing, I, I think what people also have to realize too, that these are, these are really critical matters that come up. Um, and I think in this day and age with social media and how fast at the, you know, as fast as your keys can, you know, your as fast as your fingers can move across your keyboard, that's how quickly people are getting information out. And I think with social media too, um, obviously it can be good in respects and it can be bad in some respects. We all know that. I don't think we have to go down that little rabbit hole, but um, it's about the children and their futures. So power to those parents who and grandparents who are working tirelessly. So <laughs> I want to thank all of them. Um, you know, my little, I, I think of my Jetty Jed and I think of my Princess Ray Ray and their, their futures are, if people aren't doing, or parents, I should say, caregivers, whatever it may be, are not doing what they're supposed to do or not sure what to do. Um, oh gosh, I, I'm really at a loss. I, I don't know what to say sometimes. I don't. The, 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 other, the other key piece to that is this particular book, Gender Queer, uh, which is the book with all the comic strips of uh, sexual acts. Uh, ironically, because this this school district, the parents, you know, this group, uh, they think we're a small group. We're actually over 300 and we're close to 350 people now, uh, parents, stakeholders, caregivers, uh, business owners. But what they fail to realize, we, you know, we thought it was ironic because if you go into uh, the Shepherd Hill uh, district's uh, website, you can get to the library and there's a, a catalog and this is where we're, we're finding out what's in the library because you actually look up different books. And mysteriously, the day that we really came out vocal about it, 
all of a sudden that card catalog was removed. So supposedly the book is somewhere not there anymore. We don't know, but it was there. Uh, and, 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 you know, great that it is removed, but it doesn't give them a free pass just because they removed one book. So, you know, action by speaking out did prove to be uh, very valuable. Uh, again, we have to get clarification and, and actually search the library to make sure that book is not there. But as of now, it is not in their card catalog. Um, but um, I wanted to get you the name of the book that I was just actually discussing, because this is one that, um, you know, everyone is actually reading right now. And it is called, let's see, let me get to it. Um, because and believe me, when I say we opened up a can of worms, we opened up a can of worms. There are so many books that are being reviewed. Um, it's called The Blue Eye, The Bluest Eye. And it is about an 11-year-old African-American girl in Ohio in the 1940s. Prays for eyes to turn blue so that she will be beautiful. She feels she's not beautiful, so she wants blue eyes. And it goes through her journey um, of, you know, unbelievable uh, heartache of what she endured. And again, nothing wrong with this book from an age appropriate age, which is not high school. So they want to keep, you know, have somebody read it in college or even on Oprah's book club. Those are adults. Nothing wrong with that. But it is too uh, graphic in detail in writing for a child, a child who is a minor, 17 years and under are minors. And somehow, along with not only that, but even medical groups now, like if you, as we talked about earlier, they're allowing 13 year olds to have their own medical, you know, the my chart where you could check, you know, I got blood work done, what was my, you know, um, you know, results. Um, they can have their own chart and parents do not have access to it unless the 13 year old grants permission to the adults. This is backwards, people. This is not how our country is founded and run. And this is uh, as to the agenda that this is showing that it's not just in the schools, it's spilling over into all avenues of our life. And we need to triumph over that. And the only way to do that is to take action. Right, and I'm curious to know out there, listeners, viewers, even people who agree with this crap, which I'm most interested in, I'm gonna ask them specifically this question. If you think that's okay, which it's not, but if you think it's okay, what are you basing your, your opinion on? I, I'm really curious to know that because that is effed up. And you know what the analogy they're giving or the, the rebuttal is, well, uh, queers need avenues. Absolutely. Uh, and I don't even like that word. Uh, you know, gay, transgender, they all need avenues. We agree with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Appropriate literature. There's nothing wrong age, with that. Right. Age appropriate. We're, we're talking about appropriate literature versus explicit graphic because, you know, when you're talking about rape, you talk about incest. Guess what? By agreeing that these books are okay to book, you try looking to a child that's been sexually molested or abused or a sexual victim and try looking them in the eyes and saying there's nothing wrong with these books. I bet you would get a different response. Yeah. That's that's all I'm saying. But these are the things that we're triumphing over, and we are hoping that all of you triumph over. We've got some big issues going on health, wellness, 
uh, what's going on in our country, what's going on in our world. But guess what? We can all do this together when we lock arms with the right people that have the ability to be postured in their beliefs and share them. Because guess what? When you share knowledge, knowledge is power. With that, this is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Boss, live with two... Sisters, hey everyone, it's Janice, aka Wellness Diva, with a donut on her car right now, and it's all good. We hope that you have an amazing Tuesday. Let us know your thoughts on this subject. Obviously, kind of sensitive in nature. Leave us a voicemail on our website, send us a message through our website, and we will be on tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And our guest is Sandy Kern tomorrow. So excited to hear an update about what's going on with her amazing cookbook. Have a great day, everyone. Bye for now. Bye-bye.